0: Who should the Leafs be targeting in free agency? On today's show, we give you our top five Leafs UFA targets and who are some bargain bin options for the Buds. All that more coming up on the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your
1: Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leaves podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co host Dave Morissuti. A little bonus podcast for y'all today because we realized that we didn't really get to. Dive into the free agent class a whole lot since we were so dedicated to our draft coverage the last few days that we felt yeah, we got to put a little extra pot out before you know free agency kicks off and talk about some of the players that we would like Brad Trilliving and the Maple Leafs to target uh, in the upcoming days. So Dave, uh, why don't we kind of get right to it? To um, so the Leafs, they're projected to have. $11.9 million in cap space with the use of Jake Muzzin's LTIR money. Uh, it does not appear that they're going to buy out Matt Murray, so uh, more money will not become available there. It could happen tomorrow, or uh, it could happen later on in the off season. We talked about that on yesterday's show in depth if you want to go and, and listen to that podcast. But um, in total, looks like they'll have about $11.9 million to work with at this point. And, you know, the nine UFAs that they currently have under contract um, doesn't appear that they will be able to come up with uh, extensions for them by noon tomorrow. I know there's some word that they're still in negotiations with guys like Kerfoot, Shen, and Ryan O'Reilly. We'll see if something comes to fruition between now and noon tomorrow. But if not, those guys will hit the open market. Ilya Samsonov is a restricted free agent who I believe they'll be tendering if they haven't tendered already, actually. Um, And uh, so that contract negotiation will still take place, obviously. But outside of that, there's a bunch of other guys that the Maple Leafs should have their eyes on to try and get uh, into Toronto to try and help reshape this uh this team before we go through the players and the names is there you know was there specific positions that you were kind of targeting or style of players that you think the maple Leafs will be targeting this off season?
1: well two for me is the right side of the defense you, like they don't have many options on that right side there uh you know especially if if they don't get luke shen back you like and ju- if justin hall leaves that's two two already gone that played a lot for you during the season and also just trying to find uh, some depth on left wing their left wing they they have a lot of a lot of good options on the right left not not so much it's always seems to be an area a position of need especially you know obviously matthew and I's helps a little bit there but i mean you can't expect Matthew and take all the uh, you know to be the only you know upgrade you could potentially have on the left side going into next season
0: yeah I I think those are two areas that uh, that I also kind of was targeting when I was looking at the UFA list and trying to decide who would be good fits in Toronto so while we kick this thing off buddy let's go through uh, you know a few of our top UFA targets that we believe the Maple Leafs should go after we both have uh, a top five power ranking list why don't you give me uh we'll start from five to one we'll kind of alternate our picks and and our players so why don't you start off with your number five pick for uh top five leafs ufa targets
1: um at number five i'm gonna go with miles wood from the new uh new jersey devils we know that he is not expected to be back uh going into next season if you're looking for a guy with some size, he's he only does bring some of that size six foot two, 195 pounds. He had 13 goals last year, 27 points. He's coming off a one year deal that paid him 3.2 million. I don't think he's going to get that, uh, considering his production. So I feel like that's someone the least could potentially get at a reasonable deal. And he plays on the on the left wing as well. You know, I feel like he there's still something left in the tank. He's only 27 years old, so you know, he's not he's not over the hill yet. Uh I think it would be a one-year deal, you know, for him he could try to get himself back into uh you know, back on track and look to make some money. I know he had an off year. Offensively good, defensively there are some there are some issues there, so I don't think you can expect him to play a high role, but I still think, you know, a pretty good interesting depth option there.
0: Yeah, Miles Woods definitely a good player, somebody who I think that the Maple Leafs uh, have targeted uh, for quite some time, although that was the Kyle Dubas Maple Leafs. But, you know, I would imagine that there's a lot of the same, you know, pro scouts that are still in that building in Toronto. And he's certainly someone who they're circling, I think, and targeting uh, as a potential fit for this team. Kind of plays a power forward style game, six foot two, buck 95, um, you know, has 148 points through his 400. Career games and like you said, a little bit of a down year offensively. Uh, just 13 goals, but he scored 17 goals in the 55 game uh, season back in the uh, the lockout year, and had 19 goals as a career high back in 2018, um, where he also had 32 points. So he's got a little bit of offense to him, um, but we'll see if uh, if the Maple Leafs circle uh, circle Miles Wood. I think that he'd be a decent depth option option for this Maple Leafs team. All right, a player that I have at number five is also a uh, is also a forward, but it's actually going to be a former Maple Leaf coming home. How about Connor Brown, Dave? Let's bring Connor Brown back into the fold here, man. Like this guy's a, a an unrestricted free agent. Um, you know, Connor Brown unfortunately got hurt last year, so he is a, somebody who also uh, is coming off of a, a down year. I suppose you could say. Um, In that regard, but he's a hometown kid, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, draft pick and born and bred, but he only played four games last year. But we know what he can do. We know what he did for the Ottawa Senators and we know what he did for the Toronto Maple Leafs once upon a time. You know, like I understand that he's a right winger, but I still think that he's a quality, quality player. Uh, He could be kind of a middle six guy, fourth, third, uh, third line guy who can kill penalties, chip in offensively a little bit here and there. I think that Connor Brown would be a a nice pickup to bring back home to the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: He was actually number four on my list. I think I, um, I know some people who know Connor Brown, you know, he never wanted to leave Toronto. Obviously he got traded out of Toronto as part of the, you know, moving the Nikita Zaitsev deal to Ottawa. And I, the only competition Leafs are probably going to have here are the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, we know that Connor and McDavid is a big draw for Connor Brown reunite someone that used to play with back in juniors, but what better way to compete with the Oilers than to say, let's cut, let's bring you back home. And I know he, he loves being home. So that would be a nice, uh, nice little reunion. If they could make that happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's we'll see. Uh, you're right. But I think that would be a great pickup for the Maple Leafs who I had at number four. I went to the blue line and I've got a guy by the name of Scott Mayfield field as my number four option right shot blue liner he's uh you know one of those bigger body defensemen he's played on the island for his entire career so it's the first time that he's testing for agency and maybe they can lure him into toronto but at six foot five 220 pounds is a big boy big boy and he actually had his best offensive season this past year six goals 24 points in 82 games he's not known for his offensive capabilities but I think it is noteworthy that you know just because he's 30 years old his offense is still somewhat there um, but he's known as as a, a, a shutdown defensive defenseman top four defenseman uh, he could be this team's number four he could kind of be um, you know part of a shutdown role with uh, with TJ Brody if need be if Brody's still kicking around here. Um, I think that Scott Mayfield would be a real solid option. He shuts down plays, um, and like I said, big body, and 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 I know that's something that the Maple Leafs are targeting uh, this off season is trying to get bigger, and that includes both up front and on the blue line. And I think Scott Mayfield, six five two twenty, definitely checks those boxes.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely do. You know, they're the Leafs are definitely. Trying to find some value to free agency, not necessarily going after the big fish like a Dimitri Orlov. I think that's going to be a way too expensive contract and player there for the Leafs. Um, so I think, yeah, Scott Mayfield would be an, a, a decent option. I know that maybe Lou Larmelo will try to take one more swing to bring him back after they got rid of the Josh Bailey contract. But I mean, Scott Mayfield has always been a name that's kind of been out there that I've I've liked for sure.
0: Absolutely. Number three on your list, Dave.
1: Uh, it's a defenseman, too.
0: Um, you, that's Carson Susie.
1: If you're looking for a big, uh, big defenseman who can play both left and right side, Carson Susie is definitely that. Uh, he is a left shot, um, six foot five, 210 pounds. If you want size, this is someone that would do that. You know, he's come from Seattle. Uh, He's been a relatively decent option there in Seattle. You know, he's not the biggest offensive weapon, although he did score 10 10 goals in his first season in Seattle. And, you know, Seattle's big on the analytics, so you know that he would kind of fit what the Leafs are trying to do there. I'm sure that's someone the Leafs could see as a potential uh, bargain option. He's coming off of his last deal was 2.75 for three years, so could he be the uh know, a better alternative to Luke Shen that would probably be that would probably be probably where the Leafs could look to. He's 28, or I think he's going to be turning 29 in July, so he'll be 29 going into next year. So definitely someone I would I would like to see uh, the Leafs go after there.
0: Uh, yeah, I also had Carson Soucy as my number three player, so we're we're on the same page on that That's one. The we're in sync. In we're in sync. sync, buddy. We're in sync. And I, I don't know if he will be a bargain player. I think there's going to be a bidding war for Carson Maybe. Susie. Like, you know, obviously we saw what the Vegas Golden Knights just did and what they were able to do was size on the blue line and, and guys who can skate. And that's exactly what Carson Susie is. He's a six foot five, two hundred and ten-pound defender, but a really good skater. He could defend. He can provide a little bit of offense. His transition game is solid. And and as you mentioned, um, he's really had some really good numbers analytically. You know, the underlying numbers have always looked good for Carson Soucy as well, even when he was in Minnesota. So, you know, he's a player who certainly I think is going to garner a lot of attention. I don't know if, if he's going to be a bargain or uh, what it would cost to, to bring him in. I would imagine he would be in and around the 4 million range, maybe just below, uh, below that on a multi-year deal, maybe just above it. But I think in that realm between maybe three and a half and four and a half million bucks, uh, somewhere on, you know, a three to five year deal um, and are the least willing to go there. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I do think that it would be a good addition to this team uh, as a, you know, as a, a depth option for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, uh, certainly Carson Soucy if you're looking to add a little bit of size on the back end someone who could skate and move the puck he's uh, a player to to target i think for Toronto all right number 2 dave are we in sync again i've got i don't
1: know this is this is going to be a little bit of a swing of the fence for me here
0: okay uh, go well, ahead um this is all dependent
1: on if he's going to play next year my oh. name here is jonathan taves
0: okay Okay, go
1: on, King. Look, bringing David Camp was a good move by the Leafs. I just don't know if I want to see David Camp as a third line center. like we I think uh, I, I would like to see a, like someone who has a little more offense to provide. and you know, i would I prefer camp in the four c because if you can get that one to four D, you know solidified. I think Ryan O'Reilly is going to be too expensive for the Leafs. I think he's going to probably going to price himself out of Toronto. I think Jonathan Taze, you know, he wants to. He still, I, I still think he wants to play because I know he'll take some time to evaluate his health. The good thing here is if you go and get Jonathan Taze, you know what you're getting. He'd be a good option down the middle. Can play different roles. He's shown he can still he can still produce offensively and. Yeah, he has the injury question mark to him, but this is why. Then you have that David Camp option. If he gets hurt, you have Camp that you can slide up. That's why I like bringing David Camp back because he can be a plug and play third line center if need be. As an everyday third line center, I don't know if I can if I can trust that. Maybe he has more offense to give if he's given those those minutes. But I don't. Know. I, I like the pedigree of Jonathan Taves. I think he. He needed, he needed to move on from the Blackhawks. That's a team that's just looking to go in a new direction, and he's still, I think, looking to join a contender. So why not the Leafs?
0: What do you think that would cost? What do you think he's looking for in a deal? Like, we just saw Corey Perry sign for $4 million. I yeah, know that was in Chicago, and I don't know what the heck, like, why they did that. Like, he's been playing for basically league mid in the last, like, three years or a million bucks or less for the last three, four years why they felt like, okay, let's give this guy four million dollars to come to Chicago and be, you know, put uh Bedsy under his wing. I, I don't know. Like I don't think Taze would cost four million bucks, but no. what do you think it would cost for him to come to Toronto? What does that contract look like?
1: I think maybe three million because he's Patrice Bergeron going back to Boston, I think he did two and a half million with bonus performance bonuses so if you're the least you can try to say we'll we'll throw in some performance bonuses if need be if that i don't know if you want in. that
0: though i don't know if you want that you don't want to have cap overages going into the year where matthews and Nylander have their uh, contracts kicking in
1: that's true if they have the contracts well that's kicking. if they have the contracts kicking that's the other thing um i i think three million dollars would be a fair a fair deal for, for Taves. I, I, I don't see again. Like he probably might get a better offer on the market, but it all depends on what he's, what's the situation he's looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Two, 3 million. I think maybe like if he's cup chasing, yeah. I don't know if he's really going to be looking for, for money. The guy just made what 80 million more than that on his yeah. last. Year. Yeah. Maybe if he's cup chasing, he understands like I'm, I'm going to do, the Corey Perry route where I'm taking league men just to go places or, or what Joe Thornton did at the end of his career. I right? like money's not really a problem no. for this guy at this point. Maybe he does go and take some cheap deals just to try and win himself another Stanley cup. And, you know, playing in Toronto, the, the Mecca of, of hockey as, as you know, a Canadian at one point known as captain serious. He was one of the best players in the NHL at one point. Um, Not no longer what he used to be, obviously, but if he could find his way here in Toronto um, and be this team's third, fourth line center, boy, is that ever one hell of a, a depth signing for the Maple Leafs. But again, if you're signing a guy to be a fourth line center, a third line center, it's got to be for 3 million or less, you would think yeah. uh, in, in that range, right? So, yeah, I'd be curious to see what, uh, what happens with, with old Jonathan Tays. Still a good player, I think, when healthy. That is the the key word there, when healthy. Um, but I think he could still contribute, obviously, and, uh, add a winning, winning pedigree to this, uh, this roster and this lineup too. Um, okay. I like that. Uh, I like that selection of, of Jonathan Tays. He was one of my kind of dark horse options that I was going to talk about later. So I'm glad you brought him up, uh, for myself. I got Tyler Bertuzzi as my number two draft target. I I still think that the Maple Leafs could use a little bit of pizzazz um up in their top 6. Uh, their their left side still to this day is, is not very strong. Like it's it still has uh a little bit uh, a little bit left to be desired, I would say down down on the left side. So if you could add in Tyler Bertuzzi who's, you know, just a good uh hard-nosed to uh you know forward who can put up some offense, score some goals. I think that he would be someone who the Maple Leafs could target as uh, you know a top line guy potentially, or a, a, a second line winger for this Maple Leafs team. Um, so he'd be someone who I'd be targeting. And I know he's coming off of what you would call, I guess, a, a down year this past season. Uh, what did he play? 50 games I think he had and, and only had eight goals. But the year prior, 30 goal season for the Detroit Red Wings in 68 games, had 62 points in 68 games. So, you know, the offense is there if he's uh, in the right situation. So I think you come to Toronto, plug him in your top six, you should hope that he can, uh, you know, score you – 25 or so goals and uh you know six foot 200 pound player who plays uh, kind of a rugged style of hockey you know that the maple leafs are looking for that they need that and if he could score as well that's obviously an added bonus so tyler bertuzzi might be expensive uh, i think it will be expensive but if they have you know upwards of 11 million to spend on guys i think quality over quantity should be uh should be used uh you know, should be the way that they use up that cap space and Tyler Bertuzzi certainly would be a quality add in my opinion.
1: Yeah. He was my number one target. And you talk about, he, he didn't, he had eight goals during the regular season. He had five goals, 10 points in the Bruins first round series yeah. against the Panthers. You know, that's, that's pretty good for production for a guy who, uh, you know, was a trade deadline target you know they had to fit him into that into the into that uh, into that system there, and you know I, I I just like the he's he's gonna give you that you know piss and vinegar as you like to say, and um, yeah he's he's good for twenty goals. There's no reason why he can't come on this Leafs team and score at least twenty. I think he's got the potential to do a lot more, especially if he's on a team like the Leafs and Detroit. Well, you know he, he,
0: he was he was in at least twenty. He was a twenty goal scorer when he was in Detroit. He had no help when he was in Detroit. At that point, yeah. you put him on a on a line with, you know, Nylander or Tavares and uh, Matthews, Marner. That guy's gonna pick up more than 20 goals. <laughs> he he'll pick up points in his sleep with those guys.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think he's I think he's probably gonna be one of the more sought after free agent targets as well. Like if Barbashev didn't resign with Vegas, he was gonna be my number one. But yeah. obviously with him coming back, like Bertuzzi, I think Barbashev signing now makes Bertuzzi the number one guy. And maybe the Barbashev contract kind of helps teams. Now, I, I think Bertuzzi has a little more leverage now where he can ask for, I mean, he's he's just made 4.75. He's going to, that number is definitely going to start over five, I would say for Bertuzzi. I would uh, think so. It's it's going to be or the timeline,
0: maybe maybe five, like five by five. I could see being you yeah. know a a possibility for Tyler Bertuzzi. Like he's twenty eight years old, you sign him five years that takes him until he's uh, until he's what thirty three would be the uh, the num- the math yeah. on that one. Um, so that's probably what you're looking at, I would think for uh, to bring in a, a Tyler Bertuzzi into the fold. So yeah, we'll see. I think he's uh, a a good player and certainly fits. a lot of needs and checks a lot of boxes and what the Maple Leafs should be looking for in this free agency period. Uh, My number one though, I I did have Dimitri Orlov if they can make it happen. I don't know if it happens, obviously, you know, he's a player that will be highly coveted. He's uh, the best defenseman that's out on the market at this point. Um, you know, and I think that he's, you know, a a good stature, six foot, 215 pounds, you know, what he was able to do when he got to Boston was, was great. Um, you know, 17 points in 23 games once he got to Boston in the, in the regular season, um, ended up with eight points through seven playoff games as well. So super productive offensively. Um, and you know, obviously his defensive game is pretty stout as well plays a solid defensive game too. So it, it, I know that he's a left shot defenseman and they have a lot of those guys, but if you can bring in a Dmitry Orlov, um, a guy who you can chuck in, into your top four, um, maybe you have Orlov and TJ Brody as kind of your shutdown pairing. I think that you're, you're, you're in good shape. Um, you know, they're, they're looking to add those types of players, some impact guys to their roster and to the lineup and, and work on that blue line. I think if you could add a Dimitri Orlov, I don't know if they can or if they will. He might get priced out. Someone else will throw a whole bunch of money at him, um, just being that he is the, the, the best defenseman. Um, and we're seeing what defensemen are signing for and going for in the trade market these days. But if, for whatever reason, the Maple Leafs prioritize this guy, um, he would be a, a great fit for uh, for this Leafs blue line.
1: Yeah, I think so. Too. I, I, I would like to have Orlov because you hear about... You know the Leafs had had looked into Eric Carlson. It's like, why would you go after Eric Carlson when you could potentially get Orlov? You know, maybe at a better cheaper. at a better deal, cheaper deal, probably a better defenseman too. You know, like I don't
0: um, see Orlov. Orlov probably signs in like I think it's it starts with a five. I don't think it goes. Maybe you could get creep into the early, you know, low sixes. But when mm. you're talking Eric Carlson, even with retention you're still going to have to pay seven, 8 million bucks.
1: Yeah. I I, I think that that number is probably going to be in, in the eight. So he's just coming off 5.1 with uh, Washington. So I think that number is going to be five and a half to six. Yeah. I can perfect. see it go, you
0: know, five and a half to six, six two five to maybe in, in that yeah. realm, depending on how much term you get Um, for to me Dimitri Orlov. Cause I believe he's in his thirties. Yeah. 31. He'll be 32 in July. So you know, do you want to sign him for, you know, a, a long term contract that that is a concern at 32 years old? Do you want to bring him to his 30, uh, 37 year, you know, season with the five year deal to try and buy down the cap hit? Uh, that's always something to to keep in mind when you have a player that is into his 30s. But, um, you know, the Maple Leafs, in win now mode. I mean, they could deal with that contract and, and, and his decline. Three years from now, um, but if they want to try and win now and reshape that blue line, I think he'd be a pretty good option to try and make that happen. So there's uh, there's our top five free agent targets from both of us from uh, from David. I I had Connor Brown, Scott Mayfield, Carson Soucy, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Dimitri Orlov. Dave, your list was
1: so my list was Miles Wood, Connor Brown, um, Jonathan Susan Taves. Too. Oh, Carson Susie Yeah, Carson Susie Jonathan Taves, and then uh, who was my Tyler number one? Producer. Tyler Batuzzi. My God, the brain is not working well. The memory is you not didn't working. You did
0: write well. this stuff down or what?
1: I <laughs> did write it down, but I, moved, I changed the page.
0: <laughs> All good, buddy. All good. Um, Any like bargain bin or any, any honorable mentions that you wanted to also uh, discuss quickly before we get out of here? guys who you think maybe the Leafs could target um, that just missed out on your top five?
1: Um, yeah, Jesper Fast was one. I think he's... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think Carolina... I mean, he, I wouldn't surprise me if Carolina tries to bring him back, but if not, he's got that speed. He can play the penalty kill. He'd be a guy that I think the Leafs would uh, could look to entertain if they want to add that speed element. Uh, other than him it's tough because i don't know how many bargain guys are going to be out there because there's guys who are pretty good that are gonna command pretty you know, there, there's i'm trying to think of who else i'm just looking quickly at my at my other list here um like nick Bugstad, i don't know how much he would command on a new deal like he's someone that if you're looking for a little more depth and size down the middle, or even on the. Literally,
0: just got a notification from Elliot Friedman. Hearing Jesper Foss will return to the Carolina Hurricanes. Good player, good fit there. Uh, there goes Jesper Foss.
1: Well, I see. I had uh, I had the right idea there, I guess. Uh, uh, so, that, so that takes that one off. Like I think there's yeah. going to be some some of those guys that you know they're going to be looking for just a re re. Uh, re what's the word i'm looking for refresh their value going into the yeah
0: Garnet hathaway is kind of one of those uh mm-hmm. one of those guys that i don't think we'll, we'll sign for a lot but but could have you know some suitors if they're looking to add some some meat and potatoes to the bottom six which is what we've heard they're willing to do ryan reeves uh his name along with austin watson has been brought up as someone that uh brad trellaving is expected to target come uh you know the opening of of free agency Um, Whatever we think about it, uh, it is what it is. But I would prefer a guy like Gardner Hathaway, who also big, strong guy who can be a bit of, uh, you know, sheriff out there and control things. But he also can play, you know, he's got some jam to him as well. um, And he can actually get up and down the ice pretty, pretty easily and, and, you know, stay with some guys. Here's another name that I actually really like, and, and he's a player who I've. You know, when I've put together some trade packages in the past to try and, you know, do some trades, whatever at deadline or free agency or or in the off season, whatever it may be. Um, a young player who I've always tried to pluck out of Anaheim, it sounds as though they're not going to tender Max Comptois. No. He's the type of like bargain bin player, redemption story, young player who needs a new change of scenery that I think I would love to put here in Toronto. He's he's kind of like you know, Nick Richie in a way where it was, you know, Nick Richie's time in Anaheim came to an end and, and they just decided not to tender his his RFA status and he became a, a restricted free agent at a pretty young age. Max Comtois is going to be the exact same situation for him. um He's only what 24 years old uh, and he won't be 25 until January, but six foot two, 210 pounds, former second overall. Or second round pick, fiftieth overall by the Anaheim Ducks. He's somebody who, uh, at what is he, twenty-one years old. He had sixteen goals, thirty-three points in fifty-five games for the Anaheim Ducks in uh, in the the COVID season there, that fifty-six game year. So kind of that was kind of his stepping stone to uh, to we'll not won't we'll call it a breakout, but you know the first time where you know he looked and said, ooh maybe come twice is going to become a player, but he's followed that up with 16 and 19 point seasons. Hasn't eclipsed um, the double digit goal mark since, but there is a player in there, you know, and junior had 44 goals in 54 games um, in his final season in junior uh, and, or I guess his draft year um, in junior that is. So I think that there is certainly a, uh, a good hockey player that's still in there. Um, he's young enough and, and I think skilled enough and he's got jam where if the Maple Leafs can bring him in and as a bottom six player, uh, I think that would be a, a solid bargain bin option uh, when he becomes available because it sounds as though they're not going to tender him and he'll become an unrestricted free agent.
1: Yeah, he was, he was someone I had him uh, as an, uh, I was just, I just found him on my list. I think his qualifying offer was over two and a half, around two and a half million dollars. Which, that's a little too much for Max Comtois. So, yeah it'd be interesting to see if either he he goes back to hanaheim on a lower number or he says you know what, i'm gonna go see if another team is gonna give me better value or even just a better opportunity
0: yeah yeah so i i like that uh that as well Eller is a guy who is on my list although i don't know if you bring in Lars Eller, he, he can do similar things to what David Camp can do for you. I, I so I'm not sure if if uh, you want both of those guys on your list, but he's more of a prototypical third line center than David Camp would be, I suppose. Um, Evan Rodriguez has been a name that has been associated with Toronto for a few years now. They they traded for him once upon a time, and he elected to uh, to not sign with them in free agency and uh, and leave anyways. Um, Tyler Mott, someone who I've always been a big fan of energizer bunny type player, uh, you know, loves, uh, loves to eat pucks for a living guy, kills penalties and puts his body on the line. Uh, Brian Dumoulin on, on the back end, maybe a Radko Gudis. Who's a free agent. Would you, would you hate it if the Maple Leafs brought in Radko Gudis, given what he did to poor Joe wall after, uh, after the elimination in game five, do you think they would go that route, Dave?
1: Uh, I, I I mean, yeah, that would be that'd be hilarious as hell. But I just think Radko would will be spending more time in the penalty box than actually doing a lot of positive things for the Leafs, considering so, if you, yeah, um, like look, I can if if the deal makes sense, you have to you have to consider all your options. And he's he was effective, let's say effective for the Panthers, but he was also a liability at times for the Panthers too. And they found a way to win. I mean, they found a way to win in spite of it, but yeah, I just think you look at him and what he would do in Toronto. I uh, I don't think that stuff would fly if, when you have the, uh, when you play for Toronto, especially in the playoffs.
0: Uh, one more bargain bin that I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing here who I think might uh, would be a good option. Pia Suter. I think could be a good option for the Maple Leafs as a bargain bin guy Had 24 points this year, but a couple of years ago, uh, his first season in the NHL um, put up a pretty good rookie campaign. So I think he's someone who might be able to, uh, you know, come in at a, at a relatively low cap number as uh, as a third line guy um, who has, you know, a little bit of upside to, to move up and down your lineup. Um, that's probably about where, where I'm at. I, an interesting player. Um, would do you think they sniff around like Patrick Kane? Like, do they even sniff around that? You think, or is 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 that not going to be an option for uh, for the Maple? He said, keep in mind, Patrick Kane won't. He, he underwent surgery, so he won't be playing um, until like midseason, anyways. Mm-hmm. So he probably is in a situation where he doesn't sign July first and probably pulls a Solani where he just kind of waits. And then sign somewhere, I would think. Uh, come around Christmas time when he's ready to get ramped up and, and pick a team that he thinks is, you know, looking like a, a juggernaut Stanley Cup champion. But do you think the Maple Leafs might be a team that could be interested in in a Patty Kane, or or do you think they don't even kind of go down that avenue?
1: Um, I I I wouldn't surprise me if they consider it, but yeah, like you're you're not you're not even going to be able to pay him a lot right like especially yeah. with the, with the injury concerns but you know he did i don't know i don't think he played great in new york but he wasn't terrible like he was just okay for them so like you have to wonder how much is left in the tank for for patrick kane you know especially you know he's a pure offensive player so you have to hope that he is able to produce and yeah you know you go for the playoff production you maybe hope that if he's healthy that gets him back on track um i you know that's my only concern can he can the time off be exactly what he needs to get himself back to being that really good offensive producer i that's just a huge question mark that you're gonna have to take a gamble on
0: Yep, absolutely. So we will see which uh which of these guys the Maple Leafs do decide to go after. Um and we'll see uh you know what, what what you know players end up becoming new Maple Leafs. We'll see. Uh 24 hours or less less than 24 hours by this point that you're listening until uh until the free agent frenzy kicks off and um it's always a fun time. I, I know that I'll be sitting right there in the cabana watching it it's also Canada Day so shout out to everyone who's going to be celebrating and enjoying their Canada Day I'm, I'm glad that the free agent frenzy for the first time in what like three years is on Canada Day um you know we last year was like mid-July and the year before it was in like October <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. finally back uh and we can celebrate rightfully so on Canada Day drinking our brewski's and watching the uh, the free agent frenzy. So I'm excited for it. Hopefully some of these guys that we are targeting um, end up signing with the Maple Leafs because I think that would put a smile on both of our faces. Uh, and just a reminder too, because yesterday when Brad Truliving was speaking after the draft, he did say that he expects that this free agent frenzy to be, I guess, less of a frenzy, a little bit longer, potentially there's still going to be a whole whack of signings. That'll be announced by, uh, by, by noon. Um, but, because the time crunch and the fact that draft one day off and then free agency, uh, there may not be as many signings on July 1, and it could leak into next week um, and, and into early July more than typical but uh, still should be a fun one uh, for sure. All right, good stuff, Dave. Lots of fun. That was our uh, Leafs free agent frenzy preview. Uh, We'll be back on Monday to kind of recap what happens over the weekend. Who signs where, who do the Maple Leafs get, and who's still out on the market, because I'm sure there still will be a bunch of really good players on Monday when we reconvene. But that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening and uh and 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 supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast and all podcasts and platforms, including up on YouTube. You can receive daily Leafs content, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris Sudi. Follow the show as well at Lockdown Leafs. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. Leave a comment down below who you want to see the Maple Leafs target in free agency. And uh, we'll be back with another episode for you guys on Monday to recap what happens over the weekend. Again, enjoy your candidate, folks. For all y'all Canadians listening along to the show, for you Americans, we'll wish you a happy 4th of July next week. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked Week Leaps. <laughs>